0: And good morning, everybody. Welcome to this morning's service, led for us today by Wendy. Look forward to hearing what she has to say. Uh, just a couple of um, notices before we start. Um, the mugs are still for sale in the foyer, £7 each. Next week, we're having uh, Jacob's join, because it's due this last service with us, Judith Laycock, who's going off to start her training in Birmingham. So there's a list on the table going out. So if, you want, you know, if you're thinking of coming, if you could give us an idea, um, sign up and say if you're bringing a savoury or um, a sweet. Also, if anybody could volunteer to come in the kitchen to do teas and coffees and washing up, that would be great. Thank you. So if you see me afterwards, I'll uh, make a note of your name. Uh, the other thing is... Um, The Salvation Army are quite desperate for um, all sorts of things, Um, baby um, food, nappies, all sorts of donations for their work. Jerry's here at the back. If anybody wants to know any more about that, if you have a word with him afterwards and he can tell you you what they need and if you can help Let's start our service with a short time of prayer. Forgive us, Lord, when doubts assail. We miss your whisper, stray from the path, or fail to see you in friend or stranger. Open our hearts and minds to the understanding of your word and grant us a faith lived in the light of your resurrection life. Give us ears to hear you, eyes to see you, and feet to follow wherever you might lead amen
1: good morning everyone it 's uh, nice to be sharing in worship with you this morning. as you can see we 've no organist we've no pianist, and we've no calf so <laughs> We're having to rely on YouTube this morning, so Georgia's going to do a cracking job, aren't you? She's got it all sorted. So the theme of this service um, is about God's creation and the damage that's being done to it. Um, and as John Maiden once said to me, Wendy, you need to do three-part sermons. It's going to be in three parts. So I think, I think he'll be pleased. <laughs> So, our call to worship this morning every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. And we're going to sing a hymn, um, which I'm sure you all know. Um, It's from Singing the Faith, and it's All Things Bright and Beautiful. And the words will be up on the screen. Writing on that. I thought it would show up a bit bigger on the main screen, but we seem to do all right it 's a song that most people know. Um, we' come now to our prayers of adoration, and there is going to be a PowerPoint that you can just look at the pictures while i 'm leading the prayer um, and it 's about praising God and his creation. Creator God. We praise you for all you have created. All things come forth from your powerful hands, carefully intertwined to balance with each other. They are yours, filled with your presence and love. Son of God, You were formed in the womb of Mary. Became part of this earth. And you gazed upon this world with human eyes. Today you are alive in every creature. In your risen glory we praise you for all your beautiful works. Amen. Now, Desley's coming to do our first reading, um, and it's from Psalm 65, um, verse 5 to 13, and then she's going to lead us into our prayers of thanksgiving.
0: You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds, God our Saviour the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas who formed the mountains by your power having armed yourself with strength who stilled the roaring of the seas the roaring of their waves and the turmoil of the nations the whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders where morning dawns where evening fades you call forth songs of joy you care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain, for so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty, and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow, the hills are clothed with gladness, the meadows are covered with flocks, and the valleys are mantled with grain, they shout for joy and sing. Let us pray. Thank you God for the colour of tomatoes and beetroot. For the different colours and shapes and fragrances of flowers. The changing colour of mountains as the sun reflects the light. For grubby potatoes and funny-shaped carrots, all part of the diversity and equilibrium of your good gifts to us. For the goodness of the earth itself. Thank you, God, for the taste of apples from the tree. Of blackberries picked straight from the hedgerows. For the glossiness of conkers and acorns, leaves that change in colour through the seasons. Thank you, God, for the smell of baking cakes and real coffee. For the smell of wood smoke and damp leaves, and for the lights of home on a dark evening. For the comfort of our homes and the shelter it provides. Thank you, God, for the kiss of a dog's wet nose, and for the purring contentedness of a cat. For all these ordinary, wonderful things, thank you, God. May we never forget to give thanks to you, maker and giver of all. Amen.
1: God's presence can be seen everywhere. No matter where we are, through the glory of all things and nature it helps us to understand something of God's character with all the beauty that he created. For many, the beauty of the earth can be a very holy place and it can be a very spirit-filled place to be. And I believe there is nothing the human mind can think about that is more marvellous than the idea of creation. Creation. There is nothing more marvellous than the idea of creation, the creation of the world. And we're here in Psalm 65, taking it from verse 5 onwards, how the author uses the imagery of nature and the environment, and he does this to show the immense power of God by creating all things. Now, some call this the harvest psalm, which glorifies the creator as reflected in the beauty of nature. And when you think about the whole creation, there's so much to think about with nature and how it all meticulously intertwines with each other to perform and create a balanced system into which we are all part of. And I'm sure if you think about it, you all have memories when we've been wowed by the glorious things we see around us. When visiting a beach and holding each shell to our ear, we hear different sounds or voices. When looking at the immense power of the waves or the stillness of a pond with dragonflies hovering over it, when feeling the roughness of bark on trees or the smoothness of a pebble at the beach. These are all wow factors. Recently, we went to holiday in Wales and we stayed in a place called Nantical Waterfalls and it was in the Snowdonia National Park and I'd never stayed on the other side of the Snowdonia Mountains. I've always looked at it from Anglesey. And I'm not joking, every time I saw Snowdonia, I was like, wow, look at its beauty. Look at it, I can't believe it. And I did get reminded, yes, mum, you've said this before, every time I said it. And I was literally taken aback with how glorious it was and how changing it was depending on the shadows of the clouds or the glorious sun that sometimes peeped through the clouds or when it shone brilliantly, it was still all a wow factor. In order for us all to celebrate the beauty around us, find a place to sit in your own environment and listen Breathe in the beauty, and remember who gave us such beauty and delicacy. We're going to watch a YouTube clip now, um, and it's just take a moment to look at um, the images of it, and all the, the words, you'll, you'll all know the song, it's um, What a Wonderful World.
2: To myself, what a wonderful world! Yes, I think.
1: we're going to look at this wonderful world and what's happening in it and the next hymn is from singing the faith 727 and it's god in his love lent us his planet i just need to check with georgia whether she's managed to get the words up on the screen Uh, all right Are we allowed the hymn books, Desley, or not? Okay, if we, we'll get some hymn books out, Georgia. Or have you managed? Pardon? Yes, yeah. Oh will stand God creates a self-sustaining environment for people, plants, bodies of water, and land. He hands it over to man, whose main role is to manage it. The expected results from this is a balanced ecosystem for generations to come. The environment, however, tells a different story of just how well, or should I say poorly, man has done his part. From the beginning, God commissioned man to tend and keep for his environment in Genesis 2.15. God wanted his people to be careful and considerate. Deuteronomy 39, 32 verse 29. He wanted people to avoid greed. Proverbs 1, verse 19. He wanted us to plan for the future. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 14. And take care of the world around us. Proverbs 12, verse 10. It's everywhere in the Bible. Climate change is no longer a catchword, something that will happen many years from now. But instead, we have become witnesses of change on a much larger scale than expected. Even for those of us who have been quite aware of the threat of the human exploitation of the Earth and its valuable resources, it's still a shock. As sea levels rise... And the climate is disrupted. Catastrophe is already the experience of so many poor communities. And now affluent countries as well. These are the first tipping points. And it's due to inattention, self-indulgence, apathy and power-seeking in the developed world. All helps to make the ecosystem unbalanced. However, we do see signs of progress, of movements towards justice for all the earth. Yet the risk is so great and the need is so urgent. We're in a long struggle and a life-enhancing one. We're learning to commune in graceful equilibrium, at one with all the earth. We witness the ruin of good soil through conventional agriculture, air pollution through excessive travel by car and plane, and the extinction of a huge number of insects and other animals. And I still remember 20 or 30 years ago, driving long distances. And on arrival at your destination, you had to clean your windscreen from all those little bugs that had hit you on your ride. I don't know about you, but I've not done that for many years. They've all more or less disappeared. Something so small, unbalancing our ecosystem. Back in 2017, at the World Day of Prayer for Creation, Pope Francis and ecumenical patriarch Bartholomew offered a moving joint statement. The story of creation presents us with a panoramic view of the world. Scripture reveals that in the beginning, God intended humanity to cooperate in the preservation and protection of the natural environment. The earth was entrusted to us as a, as a sublime gift and legacy for which we all share responsibility until, in the end, all things in heaven and earth will be restored in Christ. Our human dignity and welfare are deeply connected to our care for the whole of creation. And that's from Pope Francis and the Ecumenical Patriarch Bartholomew. We're going to pray now. And the prayer is taken from a book called Living Faithfully in Time of Creation. And it's from the Iona community. And the person that's written it Um, him and his wife in the home they've actually um, created a series of themed gardens on the Christian spiritual journey and environmental issues and they use the garden to educate people and places to actually come and enjoy creation and they've written this prayer so let us pray Loving God, in Jesus you stepped up to the line, bit the bullet, owned the problem. Walk beside us as we seek to accept the evidence that the earth is under threat. Share our pain for the way we have avoided the truth and ignored the signs. Forgive us. Loving God, in Jesus you laid yourself open, stuck your neck out, and made yourself vulnerable to the whims of earthly rulers. Walk beside us as we risk the consequences of self-examination. Share our pain for what has been done in self-seeking and blindness. Forgive us. Loving God, in Jesus you faced the music, carried the can, took the blame. Walk beside us as we seek to accept our part in damaging the earth. Share our pain for what has been done in foolishness and ignorance. Forgive us. Loving God, in Jesus you grasped the nettle, picked up the shovel, became involved. Walk beside us as we struggle to change our lives. Share our pain for what has not been done through fear and weakness. Forgive us. And it is through God's grace that we are forgiven. Let us share in the prayer that Jesus taught us to say. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. is going to come and read our second reading, which is taken from Mark 4, verses 1 to 20.
0: The parable of the sower. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that had gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake. While all the people were along the shore at the water's edge, he taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so they did not bear a grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some a 100 times. Then Jesus said, Whoever has ears to hear, Let them hear. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. And as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root... They last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, Accept it and produce a crop, some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times what was sown.
1: Thank you, Desley. Again we see in the Bible, in this parable, Jesus using illustrations of land. Agriculture and creation. Not surprisingly, this parable can be interpreted to how we and our lifestyles have contributed to the earth's drastic state it is in. To gain a change of heart, we first have to hear. Not just hear, but listen with the mind and heart in order to change our own perception of things. Climate change is not just a word. It is real. And I believe, me, and I believe me, I am no eco-warrior and I'm no expert in this. But as Christians, we first give thanks for the creation of this beautiful world. And then we ask for forgiveness in our own doing and not doing. And then we seek action by the changing of our hearts. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. The four soils represent four different ways people... Age. I'm so sorry. I had it up here because I've got something I want to, to read um, from the London Institute of Contemporary Christianity, so I do apologize. <laughs> I thought I had put it on silent. So the four soils represent four different ways people respond to God's message. But we can also link that to different ways the Earth has been spoiled by our own needs and ways of responding. Some seeds fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Could that be no action from us? Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but it withered in the sun because it had no roots. Could that be our over consumerism or overworking of the soils? Other seeds fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plant. Is that the earth being choked by CO2 emissions and global warming? Other seeds fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and multiplied, could that be us taking action to help in our own way towards the problems of climate change? As we find a place to sit in our own environment, listen to what noises do you hear? Which of those noises do you associate with climate change and which with climate justice? Is there any action you need to take to change the sounds of your environment? I think that in the pandemic, we all noticed how things had changed. For me, there was no sound of cars on the motorway behind us. And the air was clear. And the birdsong was beautiful. So in our own environment, if we just sit and listen... And take stock of things and just see if there's anything that is relevant to your area. And also think about in what ways can we take action to help ease the planet and stop it from choking. And no matter how small a change, it is a change. And we're actually seeing adverts on TV now about sustainability. They're asking us all to make that small change. It's a step forward, but more needs to be done. And as I say, I am no eco warrior, I'm no expert in this. But a few things to think about recycle or buy goods that are sustainable, look at the carbon footprint of any goods that are bought. Only buy what is needed. Look at ways of lobbying government to act quickly. Help to reduce CO2 emissions. Plant plants that attract bees and butterflies. The list is absolutely endless. And I've only touched on things slightly and could go into more depth. But if each one of us takes action to tend and care for the planet, look into new ways of doing God's people and God's planet good, then the great gift God blessed us with to look after, we're making a start. One last thought to take away with you. I don't know about yourselves, but... I know I take ages in choosing gifts for people. So imagine that you have taken ages to get a gift for people. And you made sure that it was actually right for that that person. You later found out they hadn't taken care of it and had broke it. And I think you would be upset with them. God is more gracious than that in the gift he has given us in this world he gave us this beautiful gift he took time in creating and yet we've not looked after this gift but do you know what he still loves us and so graciously forgives us so let's work together to be gracious stewards of his world Amen. Eileen's coming to lead us in prayer now.
3: Let's pray. Prayers for the world. Creator God... Life of life, we give thanks for persistent people everywhere, small farmers feeding most of the world, people setting up seed banks, maintaining biodiversity, and never giving up in the struggle for climate justice. We are connected with seven billion people in a global community of trade, food, and habitat. Give us courage and faith to put ourselves on the line for climate justice, for we are each of us one in a million, and together we stand strong. Brother Christ, who came to share our lives, to encourage and liberate us, you live amongst us all. We give thanks for dedicated people everywhere, challenging abuses of power, exposing corrupt practices, and never giving up in the struggle for climate justice. May we play our part in challenging greed and wastefulness, creating more sustainable communities, and treading more lightly on the earth. For we are each of us one in a million, and together we stand strong. Spirit of God who works among people, who moves our hearts and lives with love. We give thanks for the people and places we care about, and we pray for all who suffer anguish for the people and places they love, for all whose livelihoods are threatened by changing climate, for all who work to improve the future for all our children. May we join our voices in tears of protest and songs of hope And never give up in the struggle for climate justice, for we are, each of us, one in a million. Amen. As
1: we just think about the wider world, so let us pray. God of creation, you created each one of us as brothers and sisters of Christ And we want to bring before you now the people of Afghanistan. May your loving arms reach around them, sustain them and give them hope as they flee a war-torn area. We ask that governments will make the right decisions. People will welcome the refugees with open arms because we are one with each other. And we ask this in your glorious name. Amen. Our final hymn is from Singing the Faith, 706. Christ be our light. addresses or um, places that will help you to take action, Um, if you give me your name, I'll make sure I'll print them off. I didn't want to print any off because I didn't know how many would be needed. Um, But if you're struggling to know where you can help, I can provide you with some addresses. Like I say, and God says each little bit helps. Now go in peace to enjoy the earth and care for creation, in partnership with God, who in Christ has honoured and blessed us. Amen.